Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hey, so yes, welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra, presented by Nerdist. I've been saying that every single time we've done a live show, and it only dawned on me today that the intro, pre-recorded intro, says that already, so it's incredibly redundant. But hey, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say this could be the last time. Who knows? So here we go. Um, Before I bring on our guests for tonight, I have a special announcement to make, which is that I just got the numbers for how many downloads the podcast has gotten so far. And uh, as of today, and as of right now, it's only been a couple weeks since it's been out, we've gotten 160,000 downloads. So... Yeah, it's been a really exciting start, and I, I went a little pale when I found out. But um, but it's been really exciting. So you listening at home, um, just know that you're not alone when you listen to this, and you're not weird for listening to it. Uh, and the point is to just be real cash and mention it to your friends. Uh, you don't have to mention this. Just to be like, hey, yeah, I listen to sex podcasts because that's cool. And that's what cool people do, you know. I'm a nerd. I like to know things, you know. And then, then they're like, "I need to learn about sex too." And then everyone's learning about sex, and everyone's sex positive, and then the world is a better place. That's how we win the war, guys. That's how we win it. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my fabulous comedian friend, wonderful human being, Ed Salazar. Come on up! Yay! <laughs> Uh, people on the podcast can't see this, but we're, we have a stage with the door on stage left. And uh, it really felt super Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure when I came like, <laughs> to Pee Wee's Playhouse for a second there. I was like, hey! It felt like that. It completely did. It really would have been awesome if like two puppets would have been here. <laughs> like a puppet penis and a puppet <laughs> Oh, lady. yeah. Like, yay, welcome, Ed. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Like, I can't explain it. Are you... Like, totally excited to get... I mean, you're going to have two sex educators in your face, talking about it, living the dream, right here. This is pretty much every Catholic boy's dream. Like, this is pretty much <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. Well, um, hey, what are you up to these days, by the uh, way? Not too much. I will be... This is probably going to drop after, but I'll be in San Francisco doing stand-up at Cobb's with Wyatt Sinek, who's on The Daily Show. Ooh. So, so I'm, I've been really busy doing that. And so this kind of ties into this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend is leaving to go to New York City. She's also a comic. So we're not going to see each other for a week and a half after tonight. So I'm planning to take what I learned tonight. Ooh. Go back to my apartment. Uh-huh. And try to violate her in new and more interesting ways. Excellent. Wow, that really changes the theme of this podcast. I kept that in my head the whole time I didn't bring that up, did I? Like, no, not at all. Uh, I, I did not want you to know that that is my secret uh, sort of 
desire with this whole thing is to, if I can get two or three good tips to send her off to New York City with, I'll be really super happy. But so I'm here. I'm I'm like you guys. I'm the you guys in this podcast. Excellent. Uh, that actually reminds me because I was watching this documentary where sperm were people and they like show the whole like the journey of sperm to get to the egg and it's this, like crazy cross country adventure. <laughs> and but when men when they're uh, partners are going away somewhere, they make more sperm and they, it's like they know that they need to implant their seed even more. So like you are right now just a sperm making machine. I'm, I'm rallying the soldiers yeah. right now. Yeah, right now. There's, there's a draft going on. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Groin Excellent. That's so cool. Well, on that note, let's bring up uh, the most fabulous expert ever. Oh wait, before I bring her up, I have to say this. Jamie in the sex kingdom, uh, that is the, the sex nerd kingdom, is a person that I've heard about for many years, and I was super nervous when I first met her because I'd heard so much about her. And so she, in my world, she is a total legend. Like She's like someone I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to meet Jamie, Jamie Waxman. Like, I can't even believe it. Uh, and so I've never told her that because now we're buddies, and that's really embarrassing. So mm-hmm. somehow this is less embarrassing. Um, but yes, uh, and I tried to stalk her and hang out with her. And she was like, who are you? Why do you want to hang out with me? So it's like really exciting. No, she's my partner. Oh, yeah. So yes, come on up, Jamie Wexman. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. You are so cute. And I wanted to say, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Actually, uh, we're both gearing up to go to Burning Man. Uh, we are. And the first time I went to Burning Man, I was um, experimenting with a um, uh, forest thing that I took. And so it was, it was, it's a new experience. And the moment that it finally took hold of my brain, I look over and David Arquette and uh, Paul Rubens, who plays B.B. Herman, are sitting on an inflatable couch chatting with two surfer dudes, just like, like in the middle of a desert. For real? For I, for realsies. Oh my so, goodness. Um, that was some good forest stuff. Yeah, right there. No, and I have many witnesses that that happened. Wow, yeah, that's so awesome. it was a magical moment. Um, you know, that reminds me of one of my first Burning Man experiences. I was, it was my first year, so this was 2003, and I was sitting on a couch in Center Camp, and Center Camp is just full of people and couches. And this guy's sitting next to me, and he's got long hair, and he's, very just laid back and we're talking and I tell him I'm a sex educator. At that time I was a TV producer around sexuality and he said something about, oh, I was in one of those kinds of movies once. Now one of my favorite movies is this movie Bend Over Boyfriend and there's yeah, this yeah, yeah. and it's a movie about strap-on sex. Oh, and there's a sexy long-haired guy who on the like covers. just loves it so much too. Like yeah. the whole movie, he's just like, yeah, more, more. And he was <laughs> my favorite character. Well, not character, he was an actor in the film. Human but being. I loved him and lo and behold, that's who I'm sitting next oh my to. God. And it was like the most awesome Burning Man moment. The of bent that over year. boyfriend at Boy- Burning Man. Yeah. That could have been a sequel. <laughs> like, that's fantastic. <laughs> I forgot about that. Just till now. Is, can um, I ask you about Burning Man? Can I? I don't want to derail it. If you have something to talk about, no, that's okay. I mean, Burning Man. Just in case you're you're not familiar, Burning Man is this magical place on the desert that kind of uh, people just flood in and create this community. This year, there's fifty thousand people going. For me, it's about art installations and meeting new people and having a great time and uh, rolling around in the dust for a while and just being goofy. And for some people, it's a rave. And for some people, it's camping. So it just kind of depends on who you are. Uh, and some people are naked. 
Yeah, it's a city that's built and destroyed in one week. And actually, as, as I, I, if I'm correct, it is the fifth largest city in the state of Nevada for the one week a year Whoa. that it is formed. And it's all about leave yeah. no trace. And yeah, it's that's a cool. really, it's an arts and music festival. Oh no! I mean, I was gonna say, ask you, like, is there a lot of sex going on? Is there like a swinging aspect to it, also, or is it like, is that totally optional with Burning Man? Okay, so I've been twice, and at both times, I'm like, there has got to be group sex going on somewhere in this giant city, and I just couldn't find it, and I was so shy to ask, and now I'm just like, where is the group sex? Like, I am going, and I will watch, and I will judge. Uh, I mean, in a positive... Maybe that's why you're not getting invited. <laughs> I am militant about She's just about admitting my... it. We would yeah. all judge. Right, but... Hey, I mean, you know who should be invited to the Eyes Wide Shut party? Judgy Judy over there. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it's just so interesting. It's just so, it's like I turn into some kind of National Geographic, you know, observer, like there she is approaching her prey. You know, I just, so anyway, that's me. You have to find the deep, dark tents because there will not be, there, sex on the playa is highly frowned upon by mm. law right. enforcement. Right, it's not public. Right. right. But there will be, you will find camps that will have classes that will be sexually oriented and geared towards happy mm-hmm. times. And then at night or even during the day, those places will offer you what you're looking for. Right. You should tape an impromptu podcast there. I was thinking about that. Oh my God. That's an idea. That's a good idea. Oh, and you're going to be there. Oh my God. Just look for Ranger Sprinkles. That's me. <laughs> and I'm Dust Bunny. Just, just ask for me. Um, Call me scared of being dehydrated. <laughs> That's hilarious. I taught a few classes, actually. My my second, third, and fourth year on the playa, um, I taught oral sex classes for couples, and I would do them in a dome, and it would be hands-on, and I would guard the door. So once No the class- pun intended. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How can you, you can't say I taught, a, I taught an oral sex class hands-on and not make, not make a joke, you know? Well... And the, but what happened in the classes is we would do it. You could come in whatever gender pair you wanted, mm-hmm. but we would do the first 30 minutes. We would talk about uh, her anatomy and different techniques. And then the first partner would go down on if there was somebody there with women bits mm-hmm. and then we'd switch it up and do the second half. And what was awesome for these couples, a lot of them weren't there to be with anybody else. In mm-hmm. fact, I, I didn't let people play while the class was going on. They stayed with their partners and no playing. Like genitals down. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Um, but afterwards, what they loved about the experience, besides just being able to be in a room and, and talk to their partners about the oral sex, was that they got to watch everybody else, too. So it was like this new novel, you know, right. new and novel are the same thing, but experience for them. Oh, it, it is very interesting to watch people. I mean, it's just, it's how else, I mean, if all we do to learn about sex really is watch porn, that's really limiting in a lot of ways. Ooh, yes. And we, you've directed some some videos, right? I have. I have directed four videos and worked on another two. Um, my last one, yes, is 101 Positions for Lovers, which Ed so kindly held up just here. That, that actually is just real couples, but I've worked with porn couples as well. And it's very interesting because no matter how many times I would sit with these couples and I would talk with them before the shoot and say, in my movies, I want you to be sex educators. I want that to be the cap you think with when you have sex. As soon as the cameras rolled and you yelled action, ah, uh, ah. Uh, 
whatever else. And, you know, combustible orgasm spontaneously, five seconds, four. And it was really difficult. And then, you know, time is money. And so you're producing and making a movie and you're also trying to. You just got to like go up and slam me like snap out of it. Yeah. Well, I did. I, I got one great, this one, Lexi. Lexi Bardot was her name, and she did this fantastic... I mean, she had a real orgasm in one of my movies, and it took her 20 minutes. And that Mm -hmm. was the other fascinating thing. I showed this film to a lot of my friends, and some of the guys afterwards came up to me and said, why is it taking her so long to come? It doesn't take women this long to come. Mm -hmm. (sighs) That's always a really hard time for me to talk to my friends for a moment when I'm like, well... That same guy is like, why don't girls want to have sex with me? Why don't they I, let me shove my penis in them directly? <laughs> I heard a very funny comedian joke saying, well, I must be really good in bed because girls ask me to last longer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, can I ask you, because I haven't got to look at any of your work, if I were to Google a, a, a video or like, what, what is this scene? Is this your best scene? Is that your favorite? What is the one that you like, if people are listening to this, what should they look up and see? This is your favorite sex video that you've directed. Oh, wow. I, I don't know if I, I would say as on a whole, 101 Positions for Lovers is my favorite. And mm. it's not, it's in, it's instructional and there are no... Um, there's or, a lot of sex happening. There's a lot thing. of sex, but it's real couples and <laughs> yeah. I gave them flip cameras. And my favorite part is when they're not, I mean, I love the, the scenes with me, but when they're, when they're by themselves and they get to talk about their actual experience mm-hmm. of what it's like to have to film sex. It's really, my friends used to say, mm-hmm. I want to be on your, I want to be on your sets. It must be really hot. And I'm like, you know, if you're on the set, it's really not where the lights are going. I'm looking at the watch to make sure we don't go over budget. Someone can't, you know, someone's having a hard time staying erect and we're wondering how we can keep this going. It's a lot of work. And that's what these guys found out was shooting 45 sex positions each was a lot of work. But these couples were so into each other that it was worth They're it. all really pretty. Like, Angela and Autumn are really hot. And they had a kid. They conceived on this shoot. No way. Angela and Ethan conceived oh, on this so shoot. Cute. Congratulations, Angela and Ethan. <laughs> I thought it was embarrassing when my mom would pull out the baby pictures. <laughs> when my, you know, that's... <laughs> You want to see where he came from? <laughs> like right there, right there, right there. That's when you were made. Right there, right there. That Mom, no, 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 no. You listen, look. Yeah, I, I would do that. No, I wouldn't. That is the most intimate experience for me is receiving oral sex. Mm. Um, but when a guy says to me, I'm going to make you come or did you oh. come yet? I, oh it has become so much more difficult for me to actually have an orgasm because, um, you go in your brain and I, I've been doing research on orgasms and there's this fascinating thing. Guys can actually, you can be wherever you want. It's the physical touch that will get you off. If a woman is in her brain, it doesn't matter what else is going on. She is not going to have that orgasm. She needs to get out of her brain. And as soon as a guy sets the goal that I have to have the orgasm and that he's going to get me there, like when I go down on a guy, I don't say, I'm going to suck this until you come. I'm just like, it's I'm a here. threat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to have fun and whatever Take happens, all the money. Happens. <laughs> it's like you're robbing a bank. Yeah, the minute that somebody's like, I'm going to create an experience for you and you better experience that thing. And you're like, oh, I better experience it. Am I experiencing it? There is expectation here. And then all of a sudden, you're not just able to do to just be who you are and feel it's it. It's the Christmas morning pressure of like, I hope I act happy enough with these gifts that I'm getting. Right. You know? Uh, but 
and I didn't, can I tell you the hottest thing my girlfriend ever did to me was uh, she said she was uh, going down on me and she said, you better not come. And I immediately came. Like, it was, like, the most amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. It's the greatest. Like, the next, if you're a lady out there and you're with a guy, go down on him and just look him straight in the eye and be dead serious and intense and go, you better not fucking come. And he will be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and his dick will be like one of those things that's in front of a used car dealership, you know, like, <laughs> flopping around. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that's like that was like the super hottest thing a girl has ever said to me in bed. It was so amazing. I love that. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna see I imagine because um I teach when I teach about blowjobs, I'll tell um the people present like, you know, take charge, empower yourself to like grip it just like grip it and just shake it and be like yeah this is my fucking cock and I'm gonna do this <laughs> and just like really take charge and not be like okay like I'm gonna make you know but I mean it can be it can be so many ways but just really be proud and and, and like just own it you don't always take doughy like, eyes like that. that's the like like you're like a grade school girl you can be intense about it and like oh yeah it's like that's true take control of yeah that you don't piece. always have to look like sim- pretend sad <laughs> like yeah. don't always have to do that this is what you want me to do, Daddy? Like, <laughs> well, I, I always wondered the, the, the slapping the penis against the face. It seems to really work, and I like I do it as like a funny, silly thing. I'm like, look, <laughs> but I I don't know why erection central for some reason when I slap it, and it's a very porn. I thought star you were gonna move. say you find it offensive, no. and then you throw me a, <laughs> the hugest boner curveball. <laughs> slapping just, this, you know what I. You know, choking the girl, I think it's the hottest thing ever. <laughs> Ed, I don't want you to come. <laughs> wow, we're layering We're need now. a new tablecloth. We're layering techniques now. Um, I, act- I was with someone who really liked to shake it when they were like, like semi. So I think also just the act of sort of shaking it a little, like just a little like tweak, like a heat. I mean, like, what's a shaking sound? Like, yeah, you know, like a ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Like a, you know, just like, sort of like a, a building in an earthquake, you know, boom, right, boom, right. Boom, boom, you know, just a couple. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 when it's when it's soft, it's not always good to pull. It's good to like roll it, roll it around a little bit or something. Like, yeah, what is it, what is that bit. when someone's like when a guy's soft and people just start like tr- like just like fruitlessly you know, making out. on it, trying to make it hard, <laughs> like it's a stretch doll. Like, yeah. <laughs> If I do this, it gets longer, right? Like, yeah. No. It's like silly putty. You put some newspaper on it and roll it around. It's got a penis cartoon on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I always, because I used to do that, and I'm like, this is all, clearly not the sexiest thing I could be doing right now. I'm starting to just like milk it. Like, I'll just like squeeze and kind of tug a little bit. Like, that's a really nice thing to do. I like to the massage, like taking, because with a flaccid penis, you can do downward dog or up, I will downward dick <laughs> or upward down. dick. Wait, like, like you're pushing you it down to the balls? You just push it down a little bit, like in between it? the balls oh, and pet it. Yeah. And that's then nice. towards the belly and stroke Weird. it up. Oh, and then, oh he's nodding. That is nice. No one on the podcast notices that I'm making a puppy dog face. Right? Yeah. <laughs> nodding. Sorry. Sorry, people only listening. You should come to the live version of the show. Yeah, to yeah, seriously. Po- podcasts are cool. Podcasts they are, are cool. cool. <laughs> but come in person. It's even better. Uh, I Come in person? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> you can't, like... I'm, I was raised by uh, my father who 
loved puns. So it's like every time like one goes by, I'm like, I know I this is terrible, but I'm gonna say a pun. So <laughs> no, it's I should just do a video where I'm sitting and talking to the camera and just have two friends calling out every pun because I don't have to even try. I just speak as a, an innocent person, and then there's just sex puns flying at me, like, oh, you mean? And then I'm just like, I wasn't even. <sighs> You do kind of look like a very innocent elf now that I think. You look like you look like a you look like an elf from Elf Quest. I just yes. noticed that very elvish, right? But I, hey, I what whatever if you works. Did it, what if you did it and every pun just was written up in words until they eventually cover you up with the word <laughs> like cum cock. Uh, so I was like, you know, eating some cock and then uh, wait, that's yeah. not a pun. That's not a pun <laughs> at all. That is just Clearly, I mean... I'm not a writer. Unless you're trying to find farm animal puns, in which case it's gold right there. That's cool. Um, So I keep looking at this book that is on the table because it's a very sexy-looking book and it is not available to the general public. So, Jamie, will you tell me a little bit about this book that is here? Yeah, well, this is... I'm very excited, actually. Um, it's called Sex. Um, well, it's a graphic guide to se- uh, to sensual adventure, and it's hot sex over 200 things you can try tonight. Is this su- top secret? Can I look inside? Oh, you can look inside. Okay. It's coming out in October. Um, like tonight, tonight? And I... Yeah, like tonight, tonight. <laughs> I, uh, I co-wrote it with a woman named Emily Morse. <laughs> and it's really... It's full of pictures, because... You know, people don't really want to read. They just want to look at pictures. I'm a big dumb ape. It's all rotoscoped, too. So these were all real pictures. And then they were drawn over, like, Waking Life and Scanner Darkly. You know how many times... When Waking Life came out and was in theaters, I would take... like people that I was considering possible boyfriend material to the film, and if they fell asleep, they they lost. I just rewatched that movie last week. It is the best movie. It really or is. One of them. I haven't watched it. I'm reading Scanner Darkly right now. But, but ooh, yeah. So and so everything's in very basic steps um, of how you can pick up and oh carry your partner. This is. Tw- uh, can I re- just? Re- yeah. This is. Well, first of all, the graphics are beautiful, and I have to say, the there is a wave of sex guides coming out on the market, and it's just so wonderful to see all these fresh books coming out, and it's it's exciting. It makes me want to write a book. Like I just, I'm just so excited, Joy. and this is beautiful, like all these graphics. But this page is called "Get Carried Away," and it's a woman in lingerie and a man in a little like boxer briefs, and he's kissing her. Then this is like I'm reading a story to everybody, <laughs> and. And then he's pulling her and throwing her over his shoulder. And I was on the wrestling team in high school, so this is what I did violently to other people, to throw them on the ground. But this looks loving and fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's different, but the exact... It's the fireman's It's carry. wrestling gone mild. Yeah, if totally. there's a figure four leg lock in there, I can do that. I yeah. used to be able to nail that. Does anyone remember? Okay, there was a... I don't remember which one. I think Pierce Brosnan was the, the James Bond at the time, but there's a scene at the beginning of one of his movies where the woman with the long wings like locks the guy and just like kills him golden with, with thighs golden thighs every time for like a decade it's, after that movie I and, and I put my legs around someone I thought of myself I could kill him <laughs> like, every time I thought like anyway <laughs> but yeah uh, I'm so excited that you're creating this beautiful book yeah no I'm really psyched um, and I'm writing actually pieces all over net for on the internet about hot sex for the 200 things so there'll be tips and awesome 
I'm working on one for um, Ask Men on Bondage. Ooh. So we'll see how that goes. I'm really excited. I've never written for Ask Men before. Awesome. So uh, this is my first time. Cool. Um, Dr. Hernando Chavez, do you know him? I do. I like Love him. him. He was on the first podcast on Foreplay. So he's right. He writes there too. Yeah, you guys doing stuff. You've done so much stuff. Like you directed, you've written books. This is your second book. This you've, is actually my third book. Your well, third it's book. It's funny because I, I forget a lot about the first book myself. Wait, it's about women loving women? Yes, that yes, was that's the first right. book. And I wrote that book as a, I don't, I, I hate labels, but I am definitely not a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And, um,. <laughs> Sorry, there's an inside joke there that I'm just thinking in my head right now. Um, and I wrote this book as a woman who likes to wanted to explore being with other women. And then the book was just marketed towards lesbians. And I'm like, great. So there oh. now this just doesn't feel like it was written the way I intended it. So that was my first book. But people still buy it. Um, great. Then I wrote Getting Off a Woman's Guide to Masturbation. And that was like, Yay. Uh, that's my favorite um, of... My well, that's the most research I ever put into a book. My father actually said that's a lot of words on masturbation, and for some reason it did make me uncomfortable when my dad said it. But it was, it is a lot of words on masturbation. It's funny. To, I've been doing a lot of research on male masturbation all my life. <laughs> so uh, field, hours field and hours. research. Field research. Field, you know, actually, Nina Hartley um, has a great tip for when guys start to masturbate. Uh, when boys start to masturbate to wear a condom yes. or give your kids condoms so that they masturbate into condoms so that they practice safer sex uh, and they don't find condoms so to great. be annoying later on. Plus less laundry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> don't have to keep buying socks. I also like, do you ever watch Weeds? Because in, in the Weeds episode, he teaches his um, nephew to masturbate into a banana peel. Oh. Um to, and I thought that was a brilliant idea too, because then you can just throw away the banana peel. And the banana peel, if it's a nice ripe banana, if, if I had a like, penis, I'd be it would disintegrate from the amount of things I'd be doing to that banana peel. <laughs> uh, but that's a good point. That's oh, a good point. Why uh, female masturbation? That's what I want to know. Well, um, I find that the topic is still. I mean, obviously the books have been written before and they will be written again. But when I was writing it, I, I took a perspective. The first half of the book is tips and techniques. And the second half is the social historical perspectives. And masturbation was the first sex act to be medicalized in the 1700s. In a positive and, way or in a bad way? No, in a negative okay. way. In fact, uh, in the 1700s, there was a pamphlet that came out called Onania and the heinous sin of self-pollution and all its frightful consequences in both sexes considered. And then there were some more words that I don't remember. Um, and it came out to say if you masturbated, and it wasn't just female masturbation, but if you masturbated, uh, you would die very quickly and you would get old very quickly. And it showed like a 80-year-old abstainer with who was dapper and walking with a cane and a, a tuxedo and a 15-year-old masturbator who was bent over and frail, full of acne and, you know, basically a puddle of vomit in front of them or something. Is that why I still break out? <laughs> is, that, is that why that happens? So I, uh, But one of no. them's not coming, so who gives a shit if you look good? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's living longer. Is is the what is the point too? Yeah. So this this meta this doctor, the ripe old forty back yeah, in those four, days. Yeah, no. Well, he was eighty one and abstained. Oh. The fifteen year old was masturbating, and this doctor was basically selling this fake tincture 
to try and get people. He was making money off this tincture to cure masturbation, and he was doing this in coffee houses. So he would put out this pamphlet. And I mean, even the term onanism, which we, for people who think about it, we think about onan, and it's the sin of masturbation. But when you actually read the Bible, there's no mention of masturbation in the Bible. And onan is a story of a man whose brother dies, and he has he by law marries his dead brother's wife, and they're having sex. Or whatever the noise would be, and uh, that's how you, that's the sex sound. That's, that's sex how sound. I sound. Yeah. And they're having sex, and and he doesn't want to have his dead brother's babies, so he withdraws. He pulls out. So that's what Onan actually does, and that's his sin. But um, for some now, we reason, just call that street smart. <laughs> <laughs> It is actually yeah. called the Catholic form of birth control. <laughs> yeah, it will. and uh, it's, so that's how he prevented um, himself from having his brother's children. But this pamphlet started calling onanism um, the sin of masturbation and, and tried to medicalize it. And so it was the first sex act that came with the whole mm-hmm. scare of medicalization. What's fascinating about female masturbation, and there's a movie coming out, Hysteria oh. with Maggie. Oh my God. You say, Dylan Dylan Look up Thank you. the trailer for it. Wait, what's fantastic? It is. I can't wait for this to be out, and I can't wait for everyone in the world to see it. So that you have to put this on your blog because I I don't know what it is. Hysteria. Maggie Gyllenhaal makes everything better. It's, and it's about it's about the vibrator, the invention of the vibrator, and and the vibrator was invented to cure hysteria, which is no longer a disease, but was. And so women, which is a to totally hot offices. fantasy, just like oh, doctor, I'm really uncomfortable and mentally distraught, and I don't know why. It's like, well, let me help you out. And then, well, Mad Men kind of. There's an episode of Mad Men where where this kind of comes out. Does she, does she go to the doctor? No, Peggy. There's a. They have a. It's a it's supposed to be exercise pants for women, and uh, Peg. And so all the guys are like, we don't know. We're not going to be able to write for this. This is a female product, so they give it to Peggy, and she takes it home, and they're like, do you feel like younger and fitter? And she's like. No, but I feel better. Like she's basically like, I do feel like I'm glowing. Like, no, the vibrator was the fifth appliance awesome. to be electrified. Mm-hmm. It's it's really. I mean, so female sexual pleasure. One of the reasons I was really interested in writing this book was it's just one of those things that. Now, of course, we talk about it a lot more than we did even five years ago, but it's still one of these subjects that masturbation, if you do it, it's second to your sex or, you know, if if you're not obviously getting fulfilled or whatever. And for me, I was sexually active, like I said, at 11, but I didn't have my first orgasm until I was 21. And so, and I got a vibrator to do it. And so I have a real soft spot in my heart for figuring my own stuff out. That's right. If you uh, look up on iTunes, uh, Jamie's podcast, uh, Hot Socks. Hot Socks. Uh, we did a podcast where we talked about your first vibrator. So definitely look that up because it's really fun. That was, you're so much fun. Yeah, was it was big or small? Line. It was, well, it was inexpensive. I went for, I was like, I don't know what this is going to be like. So I got this mail order catalog. That's how long ago it was. And um, I picked a vibrator that was under $15. Wow. I'm surprised you're and alive. it worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> And then I went on to, and then the other reason we should I make a portal with a cursed is, vibrator. I want to do, I want to do like a cursed Frankenstein vibrator now or something. Well, like that movie with the vagina with teeth, vagina dentata. Ah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that because I don't want to be scared of myself. Yeah, I don't really. It just, you know, there's already so much stigma around the vagina and the vulva. Like, like it doesn't need teeth, really guys. It doesn't need teeth. teeth. Really. Uh. I have a question about, do you think that part of like the, the issue of female masturbation, I feel like women ramp up their sexuality a little later than men do. Like, 
we immediately start masturbating and coming and the payoffs very early on. So like when a girl is like, well, I'm masturbating and I'm not quite coming. Like it's, I'm, is it, be, is it a biological development thing or is it just a learning curve thing? I mean, I think for me it was, I think innies and outies, like it's really easy for a boy to grab his penis, but tell me know, about it. A clitoris, <laughs> like, there are there are girls that don't even know what a you know people don't grow up saying boys have a penis and girls have a clitoris they grow up saying other things like vagina or whatever which is great but we don't really learn about our own anatomy and, and there's a lot of stuff going on so for me that's what I think it was guys sometimes when I'm like I'm like I just need to get this thing out of me like I can feel my loin like literally when you're like biblically guys back me up on this sometimes you're just like. Look, I don't care if this is going to take... If I only have five minutes to do this, I am knocking this thing out of the park right now because, like, I have to go to, like, a job interview and I can't have a boner during it or whatever. You're like... "Ah, ah, ah, ah." Like, that's what I feel like sometimes, like, when I talk to girls who use vibrators, it's like, look, I just need to get this done with. Like, this is utilitarian in a way. So just imagine this. You have that feeling. You start smacking your junk around and you can't make it happen. And that is why women are so unhappy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, because I'll have women who who are newly divorced and they come in for a toy or they're, I'm dating this guy and we're not, we're taking it slow, but, and they're just, they're just talking like this and I need a a vibrator. I need to figure something. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, First of all, you need to have an orgasm because you're like you can just tell they're about to blow. Right. Like it's just it's it's gonna be over soon. Like their brain's gonna disconnect from their body soon. It's just it's it's emer- an emergency. So like sometimes that's sexual. We just it, 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 it it's not yeah. Do you have a t- like for me in the mornings? I can I, I masturbate a lot, and in the mornings I'm like okay. I can't think until I have an orgasm now and then I'll go back to my work afterwards and then in a half hour later because I sit home and write a lot of my day I'll be like oh my god must do it again now I don't know if it's because I'm writing about sex but I have mornings I have I need a lot more orgasms I yeah I think my yeah my girlfriend is very like morning oriented like I get she she has a I have a day job and like I'll get texts and I'll be like upset that I'm not at the house (laughs) Uh, this isn't fair like i'm at a computer you know like but uh yeah that's why i was wondering is like because i feel like uh you know like does it come on as you get older like where you're more compulsive about it like like i like if i jerk off once a day then it's like i've maintained and i'm okay whereas like it seems like as i get older and women the women i'm dating get older it's like they're more like no, I have to like masturbate three or four times just to get through the day. Like it's like mm-hmm. they're jonesing for the fingertips. Like they're yeah, yeah, and the guys are like mellowing out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I I buy I always make sure I have like a shower head with a massage setting because I know girls like that and like that's because I'm like you're a, very thoughtful. I'm I try to be, you know. Yeah, that is it's you're such a Don Juan. <laughs> Do you have candles next to your bed too? Yes, I do actually. I can't really? <laughs> wow, sexy. Well, I mean, <laughs> that was really creepy. I just—that's my creepy voice. Sometimes that happens. Sandra that happens. sexually harassed me. Okay, so this is the moment. <gasps> this is the moment where, because I asked Ed and Jamie to both think of a sex tip uh, for tonight's show. So this is the moment because I just—I want to hear like, what are we all? What are we all bringing to the table? Like, this isn't a competition. This is us just sharing. This is, 
She's trying to say that it feels so well. I after we started talking, I had a few tips in mind, but the one that really resonates with this conversation is it's so much about the Kegels, the pelvic floor muscles. And I found that my orgasms have gotten deeper and bigger. Like I'm a clitoral orgasm girl. Most women orgasm clitorally, vaginally is a lot less percentage without clitoral stimulation. Mm -hmm. But to have those deep, bigger, better orgasms, it's imperative that I practice my pelvic floor muscle exercises and just really quickly to find your, your PC muscles. If people don't know what they are, you have two ways to do that. One, you can stick a finger up inside your vagina and squeeze around and you'll feel like a squeeze up. And that's <laughs> Ed is, is, is shaking his head. He's like, I can't Guys do that. Guys can do this too, of Guys course. And also another way to, to do this is to, while you're uh, going to the, to the bathroom and you're urinating, stop and start the flow of urine. And those muscles that you use are your pelvic floor muscles. Now, once you find them, you don't want to keep doing it in the bathroom because um, you actually, you don't empty your bladder as, as fully. And then you can have a urinary tract infection. Ooh. So you want to find those muscles by stopping and starting the flow. And then you just want to practice squeezing one tooth or, or squeeze up, hold. Let's all do it together, guys. Yeah. Squeeze. squeeze. <laughs> I know you know I how to squeeze. I always make faces when I do it. You can't see them on the podcast, but I'm like. Wait, squeeze one, two, three, hold, release. One, two, three, squeeze. squeeze. One, two, three, release. One, and do those a couple, you know, ten times at a time, a few times a day, and. I guarantee not only are they great for orgasms, but urinary incontinence, um, much easier for birthing, both if you're having a child before to go through childbirth and actually to heal as well. Mm -hmm. So Kegels are a must. And they're good for guys too, actually, because I I had a not sexual related problem. I had like a prostate type problem or whatever a few years back. And that was one of the things I had to do. And they help you a lot. So it's also healthy. Yay, it's so healthy. Yeah, and yay. sexy when you say prostate problems. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all the orgasms out there in podcast land. <laughs> but that's the thing is uh, most, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but most guys at some point have an enlarged prostate or prostate cancer or something, something prostate related. And a, It's like one in 12, I think, unless the number is even I think up. it's higher. I think it's way yeah. higher. Um, but we yeah, prostate, prostate massage and and coming a lot two great ways to keep the prostate healthy honestly so i'm on it yeah I am. on that let me tell you it sucks when your prostate starts fucking you uh now back to my sexy talk <laughs> so my my th- i think like nerds I, I know i had this problem i didn't lose my virginity until i was 21 i was very good friends with a lot of girls before then just friends and so i had to learn how to like kind of turn that corner so the these are sort of like my tips on how to turn make things sexy, like how to get th- how to get a girl Ooh. going. And I, these could be totally wrong. I could be an idiot, but this is what I think of. Number one, bring up sex in the conversation in a non creepy way. So like, it's fine to talk about sex in some way uh, that, but not in like a rapey, creepy way. Don't be like, oh, I really like Jenna Jameson's boobs, but like talk about make it sort of personal, like oh my God, this one time my mom caught me doing something. And then like the girl will, that, it breaks a wall down. And if she's interested in you, she will, it gives her an opening to talk about her own sexual experiences. So when do you do this? I'm doing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my, my girlfriend and I call it keeping the doors open. <laughs> like, oh. uh, that's sort of like the idea that you want to, if you have a friend, you 
if you have a girl that you find attractive that's a friend and you kind of maybe want something to develop physically with, you always want to keep that door just ajar. So every once in a while, drop a little sexy talk or whatever. You can even, like, it can even be something weird like, I, like, I wouldn't mind, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the the actor from Breaking Away. Uh, what is his name? His brother is crazy now. He's oh, Sex oh, Wilson. No, no, no. Breaking <laughs> Away is like an old movie. But like, I was like, well, I wouldn't mind like two Brad Pitts fighting each other. You know, I, I'm not gay, but I would watch that or something like that. Like, and then like, see what she says or like, what is you know, like, just talk about okay. sex a little bit. Sprinkle it. Two, if you do get to a point where you break the physical barrier and things are touching and you're holding each other or whatever, enjoy every part of it. Do not think beyond the kiss. Like, think every point and enjoy the kiss. Because guess what? If that's someone you really like and you end up being in a relationship with them, that may be the last person you get to have a first kiss with. So remember that first kiss. And if you do that... And if you do that and you don't try to rush for the border right away and start fingering things, <laughs> number one, remember, 20 minutes to make her come. 20 minutes at least. <laughs> at least 10 of that should just be kissing and boob touching. And enjoy it. Like, how great are boobs? Enjoy them. Boob- boobs Why are, are you throwing them away? <laughs> Guys are just like, Whatever boobs I got to like remember when you were sixteen and it was like the boobs were like an amazing like you like you were like Dorothy going to those boobs. It was at the end of a yellow brick road. Um so just like every step of the way, if you appreciate every point and and don't advance too aggressively along the way, I think what you'll find is that a girl will sort of get into it a little bit more and guide you along the way and take you. It'll get her warmed up. And girls want to have sex. They just want to not do it with a jerk. Like, that's, right. that's basically Unless it. they have issues. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In which case, you're feeding to those issues. Yeah, then you want to get away. But generally... If, if, not, if, like, it's your first time kissing a girl and she's like, punch me in the face, you probably should go. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, Can I just say two things? Number one, when you said 21, you can't see the audience here, but a lot of the guys here were in agreement. Like a lot of guys here lost their virginity at 21. You are not alone there. Oh, thank you. Well, and I only lost it literally because of whiskey in a waterbed. So I do not lie. I didn't have my sea legs and it fell in on accident. And, uh, and two, I find actually a lot of guys don't like kissing. Wait, we can't just steamroll that. Okay. Literally, Didn't... you were like, whoa, this crazy one. Oh, my dick's in you. Like yeah, that? we were naked. <laughs> I was firmly committed to being a virgin, and I was sort of being tempted slowly and breaking it down. She was the first non-Catholic girl that I was ever, like, made out with. So to her, like, she didn't understand that Catholics have a real rigid line between sex and everything else. Like, vaginal sex, to me, was the sin. Blowjob wasn't a sin. Handjob wasn't a sin. And so she was always like, why are we stopping again? Like, why why can you not fuck me? And uh, and then one night, we got really drunk. We went back to her place, and she had a water bed. And it was like we were naked, and we were doing the dry humping. And then it just went in, and we only humped like two or three times. And then we never talked again. She went on vacation and <laughs> never saw it for, for like years. And for, then like I saw her like three years later, and we were cool and everything. And then I found out she was a virgin too. And we neither of us knew that the other person was a virgin. Once again, like let's have communication, open, open communication. 
the Catholic Church is really good at teaching about sex. It's just that only if it's between a priest and a boy. Um, oh. Uh, yeah. Too soon. Too soon. Or something. Something in there. No, no, no. Like but I, I, we can edit that out. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm keeping that one. I'm very bitter about my, my Catholic Church upbringing. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no, I, I was raised Catholic, too. So I just don't talk about it. Yeah, it's real that, deep. this is an interesting thing. And you're—I n- literally have a friend. My friend Susie and I have I amed, and she, we call it. Uh, I'm like, did you get any smooches? She doesn't care about having sex as much as she cares about kiss. She's like, I, she wants a guy who will just kiss for a little while, I love and she will kissing. have sex and, and, and enjoy sex. But like, in, if if you're a guy, yeah, be and present. You, so she that's... shut it down and just go. Let's just kiss for a night. Eventually, you're going to fuck at, like, midnight or whatever. Like, right. it's going to happen. Yeah. Just enjoy the kiss, though. But the crazy thing is, huh. like, five of the last seven guys I've dated don't like kissing. That is just... It's, I'm thinking... I don't know. I mean, I've met a lot of guys who don't <laughs> like kissing. Really? I don't know if it's an L.A. thing is or like what. Is it a dental thing? But, well... One guy told me that kissing was, you know, something he only that, that was the most intimate thing for him, and, and, and until he was really drawn in, that was the last thing. And that, and we dated for months before he actually really kissed me. You should and have I, said fucking is the most intimate thing for me. So get on, <laughs> get on the relationship train, yeah, jackal. I was, so I was like, okay, we can keep having sex, but yeah, I mean, once he kissed me, it was great. But but yeah, I've met a lot of guys that don't really aren't into long kissing. And I grew, I mean, when I was 11 to 15, that's all I really did was kiss. So kissing is like the most important way to get me really in the game. There's a, I wish there were. Uh, I wish there was makeout porn where there, it was just like, yeah. just, like sexually, just like oh, it's your face. There is actually like, really hot lesbian kissing porn where it's, it's like on YouTube, so it's not no nudity, but it is still really high. Well, lesbian porn is the, boring because there's no penetration. Um, it's a joke because it's making out. That's no, I'm not a. Comedian. Why are you such a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> it's about affection. Uh, and then they cry and hold each other. Yeah, right? I, and that's, I think and also porn, right, and then the U-Haul comes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes. just, think, just think about their mouth as an auditioning stage for their vagina. Like if they, if you are a good kisser, they're going to be like, you're going to be good at going down on me because tip on kissing, it doesn't involve teeth or blood. Uh, <laughs> I kind of bite though. I a have little to, I, I'm, I'm a biter. That little, works little down there too. Little. I think sometimes yeah. on the old labial, you know what I mean? <laughs> Can we talk about that here? <laughs> Uh, so uh, we're going to go into Q&A in just a moment, but can I share my, yeah, my, my tip first? This is my tip. Okay, so both of your tips were amazing, and uh, Jimmy Kegels are so important, so I'm so glad you brought that up. And uh, you, Ed, we were just melting, like females melting, because especially it also makes me proud because I know that you're a nerd. I mean, and yeah, you work out now, so you're all like yeah. buff, handsome man, but you are a nerd, but you are like so in tune and it's so 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 important um whereas mine is really just absolutely goofy but (laughs) my thing okay this is a toy focus tip and it's about uh having some friggin' fun especially when things haven't been too spicy lately and yes it involves a purchase but it's a really cool purchase and it's a wireless vibrator 
right? Now, don't go out and buy the wireless vibrator that's like a bright blue uh, 80s pair of panties with a vibrator inside. That's just don't do that. It's just, no, I don't care what website you go to. Don't. All right. Um, there's a wireless panty called the, Ast- uh, the Astria by Dr. Berman. It's in a purple package. And what it is, is it's a just a little rectangular vibrator that you can tuck into any pair of panties and there's a remote. But that little vibrator can go between the butt cheeks, it can go in your bra, it can, you can duct tape it to someone's face, you can put it wherever you want. It's just a wireless vibrator, you know, just don't put it in an ass because then it'll get lost and come out your mouth. No, it won't. It'll just be in there. Whatever. <laughs> so my tip is, I mean, it's awesome anyway, but my tip is don't just be like, hey, honey, or hey, honey, or hey, guys, um, and then bring out the wireless remote. What you do is you wait for a special occasion, or no occasion at all, but you gift wrap. Like, let's say you're wearing the vibrator. You gift wrap the remote, and you hand it to them, and they open it, and they're just like, great, you know, because they like, they want to make you feel good, and you'd be like, ah, and then they're just, they're just looking at you like, I don't get it, and you say, turn it on, and they turn it on, and you jump because it's, you know, hopefully near something sensitive, <laughs> and... And commence awesome. Hopefully, you're about to go into public and go to dinner. Uh-huh. Or uh, I did this actually before a road trip. So I. Oh my God, that's the greatest thing ever. So yeah, and of course, especially if the person receiving the remote is is uh, guy-ish. Doesn't have to be a guy, but guy-ish. They just love having this this push the button, push the button, push it again, <laughs> make girl to scream, and, it, and and it's just like you're just. We do like remote controls. <laughs> totally. Uh, so we went into a, a fast food restaurant, and uh, I had to order for both of us. And the entire time, he was just like turning it on. And on it is really hard to order an hamburger <laughs> when you're like. Oh, hamburger. I like your hamburger. Uh, it was really But hard. it's the best burger you've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, but it can also be the other way. Like, you can wrap the vibrator, hand it to them. They can be like, it's a square piece of plastic. I don't understand. And then you turn it on, and then, of course, then they freak out. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, that's my tip. I love telling people that. So, go buy that um, wherever you want. I work at a place called The Pleasure Chest, but I, I'm not sponsored by anything but fun right now. So, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> She's full of fun. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's paying my bills. Fun right uh, there. That is and, a great. I I do have a a toy. Qu- oh, are you done? I don't. Oh yeah, no. I have, a, I have, I have I'm one last out. toy question. I have a toy because I recently re- got a toy for an anniversary gift for a lady. Um, not your girlfriend. No, yeah, <laughs> for my girlfriend. This one time recently. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> She came all over my face this one this one time. Um, no, it's, my question is: Do you think that? Because my my apprehension to bringing toys into the bedroom was always: Well, do I have to bring it in every time? At that point, like, am I becoming reliant like reliant on it? Like, what, are there times when you don't want it? Like, sort of like talk about if you can just both give your thoughts on like what when are toys good when are they bad like can it because do you understand what my fear i think guys feel intimidated by like especially if you get one that's like a giant 12 foot dildo and you're like uh-huh. i'm bringing this into bed also and this little guy's gonna come along you know <laughs> he's he's pointing at his <laughs> jeans right yeah. now but uh i did make sure that neither of them were that phallic-y because uh, i do have a self-esteem <laughs> and uh but like how like sort of talk about maybe how often you do you say like yeah. oh every time we want to do this or or do you get my question yeah basically? totally 
I mean, it totally depends on, I mean, sometimes like there was a time in my life and in other people's lives where to actually climax there, they need some sort of motorized thing because they really just can't get there any other way, in which case that might become a thing. But I, I think it's hopefully always, not like a bulldozer or anything. Yeah, I know. Not that mechanical, more like just a jackhammer, <laughs> you know, or a, or a small saw. I just imagined a sweaty guy on top of you Did you come yet? <laughs> um, but it really is important to like this is my metaphor for for the path to orgasm where it's like a it's like you're hiking in the woods and if you always go over the same trail it starts treading deeper and deeper and deeper and if your brain only knows that one way to orgasm or to to funlandia or to sex time then then you're only going to associate that one way with uh n- you know naughty prime time and, and you know eight o'clock every it becomes, night it becomes a, a, a ritual routine. you don't yeah. want a routine and then your body you're just so in it's engrossed in that one habit uh, that you can't break it. So I say never fall into that kind of routine. Or the minute you realize it's a routine, break it. And so a toy shouldn't be a yeah, you, all the time. I feel like you can also end up chasing a high. That that like mm-hmm. it like the one time the, because also the first time you use it might be a, maybe that's a, the biggest experience because it's also new. Mm-hmm. You know. So then you're like chasing that. It's like you're you're like slamming the vibrator into her or something like that like but i also think it goes with any sex act actually cuz you know we get into these routines with our partner where we've been with someone a while and so every time it ends with intercourse or like you know or it ends with an orgasm or it has to you know i feel like it comes with switching any sex act up where how you do however however whatever you do how you do it needs to change so a toy blowjob intercourse like it all needs to be varied and so sometimes you bring it in and sometimes you don't and you know it could be like you make it well if it is something that you feel like you need to talk about, not you, but just no, anyone. No, no, I don't, yeah. But you could be like, well, let's keep toys for Tuesdays and every other day <laughs> oh, of the week. Toy we do, Tuesday. You know, it's, you know, whatever. Uh, I was thinking of a day that starts Sex with week Saturday. Saturday. Anal, but there is no... Uh, day. Every day is anal day. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a good girlfriend. Uh, uh, but, you know, so you have like a specific day of the week where you bring out the toys and the rest of the week you experiment other ways or, or make a schedule like that it might work. I, I will say it's interesting. Like there have been times that uh, addendum to sex tip, do it in different places on different level shelves and see which one makes you cut her come the best. Like do it on a because I had a kitchen sink. Not your particle board Ikea shelf. No, no. Those will break. Oh, yeah. Those things aren't worth a fuck. <laughs> Jamie and I just high fived. Um, I want to high five. Oh yay! yay. Um, Because like I like I have found for some reason bathroom sinks are amazingly good height for having sex for me. I'm 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 exactly six feet tall, so I don't know if it's just like that's the right height. That's the height they build bathroom sinks at. But for whatever reasons, like. There's so many times that I fucked on a bathroom sink and I've been really? like, this is like, the girl's like, that was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, and we get to wash up like so <laughs> close. Like, like it's so convenient. And she comes all over the kitchen, all over the bathroom sink. It's really, yeah, so try, I like. Like uh, she's sitting on the edge and you're standing. Right, like ra- legs wrapped around my hips. And that's pretty good in terms of uh, vulva to pelvic bone right. matching yeah, up. So rubbing, that's pretty good for that. Yeah, too. and uh and also there's mirrors a lot of times, which is hot, you know, like nice, sexy That's mirrors. True. 
But I got a blowjob on a chair with arms the other day, which I hadn't. For some reason, I was like, this is, I haven't had it. And it made me feel like I was in Game of Thrones. And I was like, <laughs> and I, was like I gotta remember to write my girlfriend a thank you letter later. Like, that's actually really hot. So How often do you write a thank you letter after a mind blowing or a fun sexual experience? It'd be fun to actually mail a letter. That's crazy. You know what? Also, here's a, an, a real, another relationship tip. Do not be afraid to say thank you in a text. Just randomly, like at three o'clock, go like, "Last night was crazy. My brain is still cramped." Cr- you know, yeah. Crazy. Acknowledge how s- sweet yeah. that was. Yeah, I almost passed out thinking about it just now. I love you. Thank you. And like, yeah, I don't know. We're trying to make your guys' lives better. That's all we're doing. We're like the Mother Teresa of pussy and penis. <laughs> That's a t-shirt in my mind. In another dimension somewhere, that's a t-shirt. Just a picture Ow. of Mother Teresa holding a pussy in her face. <laughs> like, so shrugging a little. Like, hmm, here we go. Uh, so I'm actually having a really great time, but I'm looking at the watch uh, over here, and it's time for questions from the audience if someone has them. Hello. Hi. Come on over. Come over here, Mike. And you get a vibrator for this, just so you know. Yeah. Give her- You were talking about making out. Boys should make out with girls more because seriously, scientists have proven that testosterone is transferred through their saliva, so it makes us more amped for sex. Huh? And like their hormones. So when guys make out with us girls, we that's why you'll have sex at midnight. Because eventually we're getting all your testosterone and like, oh, give it to me. It totally, you're chemically uh, yeah. meeting each other in the same, like you're, yeah, chemically uh, kind of getting to a similar place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So guys should make out with girls for a lot those and doctors lots. are awesome, by the way. And lots. <laughs> and that leads to frottage, too, which is fun. My, one of my favorite words, too. Frottage. Um, I wanted to know if you guys could speak on, like, new, in my opinion, like, new trends in sex, like, cuckling, like, in porn and candy candy. Cuckolding. And then, like, milk porn. Like, I don't think it's weird at all. I just, I don't, like, know how, like, that emerged and why people are, like, cuckling to me. It's like, nobody likes to get cheated on, but, like, a lot of guys are watching those porns and they're very into it. Like, it's it's really growing fast in, in popularity. I'm hearing it from a lot of my friends. And I, 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 that blows my mind. So if you could just speak to, like, trends that you see emerging and maybe speculate on why that is. Like, is it just a taboo thing? I cuckolding. First of all, I attended a um, sex conference a few years ago, and cuckolding is when a male and female partnership, the man gets off on watching her screw someone else, uh, a male, uh, usually with a much bigger member than his own. That's generally, would you say that's that's, that's generally it? Um, And at this conference, they were talking about orientation. They were talking about cuckolding being the only orientation that's specifically uh, defined as more than two people, which I thought was really interesting. But oh, that is interesting. It just in that we were ta- they were talking about uh, it was really geeky in orientation, but um, being specifically sexually driven by that uh, that or mm. s- setup of people. Um, but for me, I think it's also just building. We're trying to outdo each other and build and build and build, like you were mentioning before, Jamie. So I feel like that's happening, but also it it's just another taboo. And we love taboos. We love getting into taboos and then suddenly it's not taboo and it's like, well, what else is taboo? Now it's clowns. And then it's balloons. And then and now it's mud. I don't know what's next. Clowns are scary. Those are great questions too, by the way. Can the audience yeah, give really her great. like a little round of applause for like 
Great, great question. So those are pretty, and this is like intent, like I feel like I'm back in college studying sociology again. This is great. I also maybe that I, the, the, with cockling is also that we've gotten to where uh, I was listening to Mark Maron's What the Fuck podcast, and he was Love talking that. about is great. It's a great podcast, and someone's his his friend who was studying to be a therapist said to him, "You've been masturbating all your life. You fucked yourself more than anybody else. You're the most intimate lover you have." And so I wonder if that's a thing of like people are, have watched a lot more porn recently. We are males now that have been raised with internet porn, so in a way, you're getting to watch the person you love the most in a porn being cast in your own porno and jerking off to it like and if you think about it that way it's not that weird to me to be like it's as if i found a a video of the person that i think is the most attractive getting fucked like okay like that's fine if it if it's a power thing i think that's a little weird like where you're like i like to feel humiliated by my watching someone that i love get fucked and that's when i'm like you may want to talk about your issue that's underlying this this thing actually humiliation uh september 15th we're going to do a podcast recording here live with a dominatrix and we were just talking about how humiliation can be a really uh a form of love like if you really understand a person so actually we'll be talking about humiliation i will be here to listen because that's yeah. def- definitely foot fetish and snm stuff is like where i'm like this i don't get like right. i get i turn i not i don't get turned off i'm just like i there's a total disconnect to me but um, so cockling is a little weird. Like, I understand open relationships, it's, you know, yeah. but... What do you have to say think? about that, Jamie? Well, I mean, I agree with you about a lot of it is just what can what can we top and what can we see? And I think with the MILFs or even now, isn't there GILF like grandma I'd like to fuck? Oh, my God. Um, you know, it's all about like, well, what is taboo or taboo in our society. I mean, when you think about fantasies that the top fantasy for women, and I'm going to use this word loosely is rape. And, um, it's still even weird for me to say the word because even in a fantasy setting, but it is a really, um, popular fantasy because again, it's so taboo and it's so dangerous. Now for me, the trend part, I can answer more because Mm -hmm. I, I just, I do think it's what gets attention and it's also what people fantasize about. And since you can put anything you want on the internet, you're hot for teacher, you're hot for mom. So you put those things out. The only trend I am seeing in mainstream pornography right now, because piracy is such a big issue and because people can get stuff for free is parodies. It's like, oh, what can I parody right. now? You know? Oh, and you know, I'm just waiting for like the most, I don't even know. I, I don't know if there's been a different strokes parody yet, but that would just be so <laughs> wrong on so many levels. Only masturbating with the dudes just masturbating different strokes. Oh no. <laughs> like Arnold Willis, Kimberly and, and Mr. And well, Conrad Bain. What was his name on the show? I can know Arnold Willis. What you talking about Willis, different strokes. You well, know? also the milf porn is a is a bit of a misnomer in a way because like literally I have a friend who does pornography, Dana Diarmond, and I think she she was teen porn two years ago, and now she's in milf porn. And the only difference is that she wears her hair up and has glasses. Like it's they're not really always milfs. No, you know what I mean? Like they're not actually like that much older. It's the fantasy of like, look, guys are my my first crush might have been like my fifth grade teacher. My, my crushes were my babysitter. Um, so it's like that they're authority figures. They're women who are above you. And so you still want that. So there's this sort of fantasy of like, wouldn't it have been awesome? Like your neighbor's hot mom, they're all away and she comes over and she's like, can you help me with this lawnmower? And you go over there and she just fucks the shit out of you. 
That she, this, that, yeah, she's the lawnmower. She's the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. I'm making a lawnmower pulling motion, by the way, for... But you know what I mean? Like, that's that's not even a kink. That's like... Right. That's just like availability and and sort of a root of who we are as young men. Right. We want to... Uh, no, 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 go ahead. Um... American Pie was really big when it came out, whatever, in the 90s. And that was when the, the dude who's in Harold and Kumar was like, oh, your mom's a MILF. And I was like, what's a MILF? And he's like, mom, I'd like to fuck. And then suddenly the entire world was like, this is a concept. And I think the porn community just went with it because, okay, I'm barely legal. And then all of a sudden, oh, I don't look barely legal anymore. And now I'm washed up and sad. But now, oh, I'm marketable again. I'm a MILF. Oh. And then it became like, I think it was, it's, I think it's great, actually, because it, it gives, it's like allows women who are, don't look 18-ish to, to be sexy it. and to empower people to be like, yeah, just because she doesn't look like she's just like in kindergarten, like it's still like, she's still hot. Yeah, and I love that. If you would have told Nina Hartley, you're going to be working in pornography in 2011 making new movies and you're not going to be the director, you're going to be in it. She probably would have been like, that's fucking crazy. I'm supposed to go to acting class. Um, but like... <laughs> You know, like, it's amazing. But I also think that the way women age now is so much different. Like, if you look at women who were... Like, I think the Golden Girls were supposed to be in their 50s, and they look like 100, you know? Yeah, like, it's true. Like, the women it's who true. are on The Real Housewives of New York are... Some of them are the age that Golden Girls are supposed to be. So it's like with plastic surgery and women just not, like, turning 40, cutting their hair short, wearing house dresses, and just looking terrible. Women still are, like... It's a great... It says a great thing about yeah. female sexuality in a way that, like... I still want to be fucked. Like, I'm 55 and I still want someone to fuck. But I also think I have girlfriends who, like, watch, you know, uh, mature, what maybe would be called at one time geriatric porn, because they are they were in their 20s and they wanted to see something that they weren't. Or, like, a lot of women, straight women watch gay male porn because they find, well, first of all, gay male porn stars are hot. But second <laughs> of all, you know, it's not, it's not something that they can actually do. So I think that's part of it too. And Nina Hartley, by the way, I think she would have thought she was going to still be in movies. I have, we were, I was just at the Playboy Mansion for the first time. Nice. I feel like I had my first LA, like a real LA night, the mansion, the Hilton. And, mm-hmm. and we were getting on the bus to go back to the Beverly Hilton where our cars were. And Nina and this 23 year old, these, this group of 20 something year old girls got on the bus and Nina Hartley was sitting across from me. And she said oh you're cute I'm old enough to be your mother but I'm not your mother so it's okay <laughs> oh my god you oh know hardly pick up line ah, you're so comfortable in yourself oh my god it's awesome because she actually really is that comfortable. yeah she's great um, uh, so last on that on that question in terms of what's hot because I don't I'm not specifically porn oriented in my life I'm more just people oriented like when they come into the store and when they email me and honestly what's hot is whatever is on Glee that week whatever Oprah yeah. mentioned like people are just waiting for someone to mention something cool and sex like the minute um, burn after reading or was it that one the one with the, the oh, monkey the liber- rocker with oh the, the monkey rocker yes. where there's the this little bit of a sex machine and suddenly it's like oh and then they see that and they're like really excited so it's people get their cues from media and that's really that's what's hot is because people have been having sex for a while yeah we're not making up anything new we just have better technology now i figured so. it out on my own yeah so uh, wait a minute, i just realized ed you need to get home and get your your men are ready to go yeah we're gonna i this is ramping me up pretty solidly i gotta go pick up some dinner and then go home and have sex with my lady okay let's wrap this shit up does anyone want to know what position i'll be starting <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, do. <laughs> 
same time. I love that. Oh. I'm very strong, so I'll probably pick her up and have her wrap her legs around me and press her against the wall. There you go. Yay! That's very aggressive as a first move. Yeah, do you have any back both warming gonna, up exercises? I do yeah, yoga, gotta, so I will, oh, like, okay. be like, I'm yeah. sure. I have good core strength. Okay. <laughs> Pilates, good for She's in really good shape. Like, it's it's hard to keep up sometimes. Like, she's an, uh, a trooper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I need to work out, honestly. Like, I'll be on top of it. Like, I'm really tired. Can yeah. you think I'm just... But it's getting on top or something, I do my squats while I'm there. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, One, two, three, in my head. Sometimes. <laughs> okay. Count. Well, Jamie, Ed, thank you so much. Oh, thank give you. me um, w- websites and things. Uh, EdwardSalenzer.com. We're just on Facebook, Edward. Uh, Ed A. Salons are on Twitter, or Tumblr, or Facebook, or anything. And uh, I help run shows here at Meltdown. So come to these shows and support yay. live comedy. And, um, yay, Ed. I'm uh, Jamie Waxman, and I spell my first name J A M Y E. And that's also my first name's just my Twitter handle. And pick up uh, Hot Sex Over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight or Getting Off a Woman's can Guide to Masturbation. It? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Okay, so yeah, reserve it because it's going to be awesome. And the pictures look amazing. And 100 and 101 positions I for lovers. This. You can have that. What? Oh, no, I want to give it away to these guys. These guys deserve it. I have two copies. What? what? The night what? just gets better. Oh uh, so, um, yeah, none of this could happen really without Nerdist and Chris Hardwick and all this. So thank you so much for the Nerd Melt team and everybody involved. Thank you Back so much. Thank you, and, Sandra. Oh, thank you. There's lots of things going on. There's lots of love in the room right yeah. now. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Uh, have a great time. Yay! Yeah. Enjoy your sexito! <laughs> sexito! <laughs> Take that, Jonah Ray. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.